My soul's running in color, color, color. Kick the lies that they wonder, wonder, wonder. Break the pressure that I'm under, under, under. Straight stunning in color, color, color. Welcome to The Color Within, a podcast by Subi People that explores the brilliant, colorful assets that people bring to the world and the environments they spend the most time in, including the workplace, community neighborhoods, and more. All while navigating a world with color codes. I'm Lydia, your host, and join us in this episode where we talk with Alea, who is a lover of learning and works at a Fortune 500 company. We'll explore the color she holds within, how to be your own advocate, and increasing diversity in the workplace. Join us. Tell us more about where you're from and more about your ethnic heritage. Yeah, sure. So um, I am uh, born and raised right here in the U.S. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lived here my entire life. Haven't really strayed, you know, too far from my kind of stomping ground, so to speak. So, but I, I love the city. Um, you know, we've talked before about how you know we had you know have issues and you know things and problems that we're trying to you know resolve here in the city of Chicago but mm-hmm. it definitely is home for me um, and, I, and I do really I really do love it here um, awesome. as far as my ethnic heritage um, like when you first mentioned that I had to think a little bit about what is my ethnic heritage do I have a heritage mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. you know one of those things can be uh, that can be a little bit difficult to pinpoint um, mm-hmm. but it, it did um, lead me to kind of think about when I was growing up uh, there was this show that I used to watch called Know Your Heritage, where mm. these um, high school students across the city would um, be quizzed on black history. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that show and kind of learning about that. And then when I was in elementary school, we had like these pictures of these like these black historical figures just everywhere around the school. I mean, you could not turn a corner where you didn't see a picture of, you know, these amazing people that achieved mm. these incredible things in the past yes. um, and being taught about those individuals and having a lot of pride about these incredible people that came before me that kind of paved the way for you know equality mm-hmm. who showed me that um, I can really achieve anything that I want you yes. know, despite the fact that in our society um, you know with black people we are sometimes told that you can't achieve these things. You can't do it. Um, you don't have the intelligence. You don't have the resources. You don't have the whatever you're lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet there are these people who were born before that really dispelled that myth. Right. Um, and so it really made me feel very proud about where I come from and um, just that connection to like these historical figures that really became... Uh, examples for me to emulate and to follow and so uh, when I think about those times I I really do connect my heritage and who I am Mm. uh, to learning about those stories and those people who made me feel very proud about being a black person in this country that's awesome that's awesome Mm -hmm. and there's there's so much there there's so many people that have paved the way so Mm -hmm. definitely have to be grateful absolutely for them and tell tell me more about what you're passionate about Yeah, like you mentioned at the top of the show that I I really do love to learn. Um, It is definitely Mm. my passion. Um, I am a very curious person. I seek knowledge. (laughs) I seek information. Whatever it is, uh, I am all over it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, whatever it is I need to do, whether that's, you know, books, articles, you know, podcasts, just Mm -hmm. soaking up information and knowledge to better myself and to 
also challenge my own paradigm because I think that's mm. very important. You know, sometimes, you know, we can sort of stick to information that um, just kind of reinforces what we already think or we right. already believe. But I think it's really important to look at other sources of information. Um, is, are my beliefs, are they true? Maybe there's another way for me to look at, you know, a particular problem or, or a set of beliefs and use that to um, continue to grow and, and, and to develop. Um, I use that in my work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking at sort of new frameworks and new methods to, you know, make me better and more effective in the job that I do. Um, I love thinking about things. Um, I, I can't spend hours of time just contemplating and thinking about um really anything uh it it really is a fun kind of pastime for me to kind of like just kind of be you know in my own sort of world like kind of really considering you know the possibilities of kind of what's out there yeah Uh, it's really enriching um so yeah i really am i really am passionate about that and i think when, when you are passionate about learning um, I think opportunities and the possibilities of what you can do Absolutely, really yes. just opens up, right? right? Like you're not just sort of pigeonholed to it has to be a particular way. You mm-hmm. know, it really can be whatever you want it to be. And I right. think planting that seed starts with knowledge and starts with learning. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, what positive qualities do people say that you have? Um, I think people, people say that I'm... Um, very friendly and approachable person. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I think I'm very friendly. You are. You are <laughs> very nice for sure. Um, uh, I think one of the characteristics I, I have that I probably am the most proud of is that I am a good listener. I really mm. think it's important to listen to what other people have to say, right. um, and to understand where they are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people don't always do that, right? They're, they're kind of listening to kind of jump in and sort of like make their point. Right. Instead of really listening to what the other piece, you know, the person is trying to communicate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm, I'm, I'm not that way. I really do want to hear what other people have to say, even if I disagree with you. Yeah. You know, I want to know kind of where, you know, what perspectives, you know, you're, you're kind of bringing to the table um, that might even change my mind about something. Right. Um, um, I think the other, my other positive quality is that I, I think I am very empathetic. Mm. Um, I, I really do feel for other people. Um, you know, I just can't, you know, look at someone's life or their situation and not feel some sense of, you know, empathy for their situation and kind of wanting to, right. to do something about it, even if I don't know what the thing to do is. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think having that, that empathy and understanding for people and at least trying to do something or trying to understand their situation um, in, in, you know, some some sense of what it is that you can do to, you know, perhaps make their lives better. Right. That's awesome. And, you know, to that, to your point about listening, you mm-hmm. know, I I always believe that listening is one of the greatest acts of love. Oh, because, totally. Yeah. Because you have to lay down mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and instead of thinking about, to your point, jumping in thinking about what you're going to say next mm-hmm. you really yes. open yourself up to what the other person has to say so definitely that's, that's that, exactly right that's awesome mm-hmm. and you know tell tell me more about your role what you do at your in your role at work mm-hmm. um i like to think of my job as uh bringing simplicity to complexity mm. is the way that i like to think about it like that um you know my role includes a lot of 
um, you know, process improvements, mm-hmm. you know, optimizing operations um, for shared services area, um, you know, the company that I work for, which is a procurement function. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also a fair amount of, of my work that also intersects with, um, you know, change and, you know, communications. Um, and then there's also some room to, to be creative and to use like design thinking and, and nice. you know, those principles to improve the user experience so that, you know, employees at, you know, the company that I work for um, can understand how to engage with our procurement operating model uh, mm-hmm. in an easier way. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And have you ever experienced, whether it's in this job or a previous job, somebody seeing you, seeing your talents, your gifts, and just mm-hmm. wanting you to grow and thrive? I have experienced that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's been a, a fortunate outcome of some of the opportunities I've had in my mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. Um, where people see that there is something value valuable that I can contribute, um, and you know, helping me to get lined up to use, you know some more of the opportunities that, that I can um, use to continue to grow yes. um, and to you know further develop you know those skills and those talents and. Um, one of the things that, that I have been a huge champion for in my current role is, um, you know, in this world of like service design and, yes. you know, how, how you sort of use, you know, sort of the, the empathy and, um, you know, the process improvement mm-hmm. methods and combine those together in order to create services that people can use and that are actually useful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's nothing currently in my job description that says that, you know, I have to know something about those particular methods, but I believe in them and I think that they are really important and useful. And so I just try to weave them in where I can um, and try to teach people about them and, you know, experiment with them. Like I facilitated mm-hmm. a workshop where it was basically a process design workshop. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I've done, you know, other, you know, types of projects where I've used, um, you know, those sort of user experience type of methods and uh, the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps my role and the work that I want to do just fresh and um, and new, right? Nice. And sometimes when you do work for a while, it can start to feel kind of stale and sort of boring, like what right. else is out there? Um, you know, but for me, uh, when I seek out other ways to look at the work that I do, it keeps me excited about it. It keeps me wanting to keep doing it right? Um, and learn about other ways um, that I can apply those methods um, uh, and, and be more effective at it. Um, and I think there also is something about, you know, when you kind of look at other frameworks, um, it just kind of expands the possibilities of what you can do. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of opens the, opens the box of like how I even understand what the problem is and how I can fix it. Right. You know, and sometimes I think you kind of need to bust it up and, you know, look at yeah. something new in order to figure out, oh, this is what I should do. This is how I can solve this problem. This is how I can make this better. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that. that's definitely a, a huge, huge area that I'm a big champion for. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> and um, can you tell me, you know, at work, um, we have we have a global workforce mm-hmm. and um have you ever experienced inequality based off of your ethnic background or ex- seen another person who's experienced inequality um, either now or, or previously? Mm. Um, I can't say that, that I have experienced it in a overt way mm-hmm. that I can really pinpoint and say, 
you know, someone's treating me differently because I'm black, right? Right. It's never been that, um, you know, that out there. But, um, and I'm grateful for that Mm -hmm. uh, because I think if if you are someone that that has experienced that, I mean, I couldn't imagine um, how disheartening and how terrible of a situation that would be. Right. Um, But I guess if I can say if there there is an area where I have felt some level of inequality uh, would be, you know, well, I definitely can say I've I've had opportunities and, you know, access to, you know, some things that have helped me to build my career. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been areas where I felt like that wasn't always the case, Mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, you feel like you have the skills and you feel like you have the experience, Mm -hmm. um, that there's something valuable that you can contribute, um, but yet you don't seize that opportunity or you're not selected for something that you really wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was definitely a time where, you know, I would rationalize that like, oh, well, I'm I'm sure that was the right decision. Um, You know, maybe the other person was more qualified or, Mm -hmm. you know, you trust that the managers and the leaders um, in your organizations are, you know, have everyone's best interest at heart and are um, making the right decision. but then when you sort of see it happening again and again, you start to question like, okay, is, mm. are we on an upper, you know, a, a pl- you know, open playing field here? Is it, right. is it truly, truly, um, truly equal there? And, um, you know, there was definitely a time where I felt like angry or upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it taught me one of my, you know, biggest lessons of my career, which is that I have to be my strongest and most vocal advocate at my job, right? Mm-hmm. I can't always depend on other people to always do that for me, although right. they certainly do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have to do the same. And it's it's also very important, I think, for, um, you know, people of color uh, or black people to do that because, you know, it's very common, you know, for us to sometimes not be in those circles or in the same conversations or be lined up to the right types of people that can, you know, give you access to those kinds of opportunities. Right. Um, so now, um, you know, if I want something and I think I should be a part of it, then I just go and get it, you know? Awesome. Um, you know, I'm not going to wait for the invitation to come in the mail, you know, so to speak, I'm just going to roll into the house and knock on the door and say, hi, I'm here. Like I, can contribute something to this and mm-hmm. I want to be here and this is what I can do. Right. Um, and I think that's so important. It's definitely, um, you know, something that you have to continue to practice because it isn't always easy to do that. Right. Um, but certainly it is something that um, everyone should do in their career. Um, right. But, but especially, um, you know, if you are, a, you know, a person of color, um, probably even more so. It's mm. very important to make sure that you're doing that and, and being like your strongest supporter. Right. And, and just making it known that I deserve to be here and I have something valuable to contribute. I love that. Yes, we, we definitely have to show up and mm-hmm. um, contribute our gifts and our talents um, in any way. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share a data point here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a research study uh, done by Pew Research in 2019, and they showed a big divide between the perception of getting ahead in life. Mm -hmm. Um, 44% of whites versus 82% of blacks said that blacks are not treated fairly when it comes to hiring, pay, and promotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how how do we balance our view there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's quite a wide disparity on that perception. Mm 
Yeah, that is surprising <laughs> to mm-hmm. hear that number. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 the fact that there are so many black people that feel that way, um, or other people who also see that or are observing that, mm-hmm. I, I think really speaks to the fact that it it, it happens, um, right. you know, in the workplace. And um, I think that it, it really echoes the fact that corporations and you know any organization have to be very diligent in their you know, diversity and inclusion efforts. Right. Uh, emphasis on the inclusion part, right? Because mm. you can have a diverse workforce, but if the people that are in your company who mm-hmm. are diverse right. um, don't feel included or don't feel like they have access to the same opportunities, then what truly is the point of those initiatives in, right. in the first place, right? If, if that's not happening, then they're not truly serving um, the full scope of, of their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that it takes, um, you know, people who are leaders um, to, to really make sure that they are doing everything that they can to make sure that all everyone feels like they, they are included and that they have a voice. Um, I think further to that, I think even employees, I think there, there's a lot of emphasis that we put on what the leaders should do. Right. Um, but the employees also, I think, need to speak up and say, we see this mm. and we need to keep talking about it. We need to keep bringing visibility to it. Yes. Um, and not just sort of being content with, oh, we have a diversity training or whatever it is. And like, mm-hmm. okay, that's one and done. We don't have to talk about this anymore. Right. Um, but I think that we can and should hold our leaders uh, accountable to making sure that we are um, truly making good on those pledges for diversity and inclusion and making making them true and real, mm. not just something that's nice to put on your website you know, right. uh, or in your company brochure. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that point that the leaders definitely, they need to step up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that the environment they're setting they're they're the thermostat for the environment mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. really like everybody at the at the organization is a leader in some way or another yes. and they have mm-hmm. an impact so uh, we all have a part to play for sure definitely and um, I'm I'm curious too, like younger folks that are coming up mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um, say they're in college or they're just getting ready to enter the workforce um, what advice do you have for them, you know, just mm-hmm. getting ready to make sure that they do everything they need to do to mm-hmm. uh, be successful when they enter it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, younger people who are just sort of getting started in life, mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of goes back to my earlier point about learning and seeking knowledge. Um, yeah. I think that, that to me is just the foundation of really anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there is never a point in your life where you should stop learning. Right. Um, and I think in a lot of cases, you can argue that when you enter the real world, that's where the actual real learning begins because mm-hmm. you can read books and you can be in the classroom and you can listen to what your teachers are teaching you. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you really get out there and sort of see the world and what's going on out there and, and who you are in relationship to that, right. you will learn and grow so much more right if you take advantage of the opportunity um the other thing i would say is just always um you know just follow the thread of kind of what your interests are Mm. um i think sometimes when you know we're being educated in you know higher education or what have you 
Um, I think some people make the mistake of thinking that, you know, their career is going to be this one specific thing. Like I have to be this Mm -hmm. and this is what it has to look like. Um, And I think what you'll, you will find out (laughs) that it often does not happen that way. Right. Um, Because, you know, you learn something, you might have a job, it might lead you to, you know, know, some other area that you are interested in and want to explore further and that Mm -hmm. leads you to something else. Uh, And the career that you started, you know, looks very different, you know, five or 10 years later. Uh, That's, that was definitely the case for me. I started my career uh, in the nonprofit world. Hmm. Um, And now I work for, you know, a professional services company doing, you know, process work. And that, that was definitely not where I thought my career was going to go. Um, And I I don't regret that. Um, You know, I think I was just very open to what I wanted to do and what I wanted to learn and the opportunities that I had that kind of led me down this path of, um, wow, this is interesting. I like this. Let's do more of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've done that. Here's something else I really like. And just, you keep doing that. Yes. Um, and eventually, you know, you will stumble upon a career that you find really enriching, um, and, and worthwhile. Um, it, it has never steered me wrong. You know, mm. ever, and uh, and and I think again, like if you are truly um, learning and, and understanding more about who you are and who you are becoming, mm-hmm. um, the opportunities that you seek will always stay in alignment with that. Right, right. You're not going to outgrow yourself because you're always thinking, "What is the next thing?" Yes. You know, who am I now? What, what do I want to be next? And you go out there and you, you know, figure out what you can do to kind of make that happen. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I, it reminds me of this metaphor of a painting. So you have like a blank canvas mm-hmm. and we're in this, this art space here, um, in the blank canvas, yeah. if you're drawing somebody there, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look like anything yet, but you just fill in the spaces and you kind of let it, the sensibilities develop, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after a while, then the figure starts to emerge on the canvas, you know? Um, and you know, I love that idea of like staying with yourself as you yourself are growing and Mm -hmm. we are, you know, we, we evolve over time. We're never the same. Absolutely. That's the thing. It is evolution. We are evolving. We are changing all of the time. Right. Um, and if you're not, um, giving yourself the flexibility in the room to continue to sit in that change, then Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to probably not be very happy with yourself or with your life. Right. Um, you know, I remember when I was in school, um, you know, I, you know, I, I have relationships with people, you know, friends and you know, other colleagues who would always say, you know, if when I was in college, I wish I would have studied this instead of mm. what I actually majored in. Mm-hmm. And I would have done this instead of, you know, what I'm doing now. And I, I kind of made a commitment to myself that I didn't want to be that person. Like I didn't mm. want to be the person that regretted you know, not studying what I wanted to study or not pursuing a path that I really wanted to pursue because I was too worried about, you know, what my parents wanted me to do. Um, like dad wants me to be an accountant, so I guess I'll have to be an accountant. And mm-hmm. you just sort of do that. And then you end up being like, I hate accounting. <laughs> you know, I, I never wanted to be in that position. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, depending on the choice that you make, um, you know, other people may not always think that you're making the right choice, Mm -hmm. um, that that might happen, right? Your parents might think, well, where are you going to get a job doing whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that going to be a lucrative place for you to be? And, you know, I certainly, you know, had my share of that. 
and um, like I majored in religion when I was in college. Oh, nice. And uh, you know, I, while my job isn't specifically lined up to that area of study, mm -hmm. um, but that was what I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. I found that it made me um, such a well-rounded person. Mm. Um, it was very personally enriching for me. Yeah. It, it helped me to learn how to think in abstract terms, right? right I mean, you yeah. think about religion, it can be, um, or other religious studies, um, there are so many different systems of belief that are out there. Right. Uh, why people believe what they believe. How does it inform, you know, how societies develop, mm -hmm. um, how we relate to one another. Mm -hmm. um, and, and while it can be a little bit of a, what you believe is what you believe, you know, where I studied, you had to apply logic and critical thinking uh, to really explore a lot of those themes and right. a lot of those theories. Uh, it made me a, a very good writer because mm. uh, I can express my ideas in a way that really serves me in my career today. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's why I say um, it, it's very important, I think, for people to not be so rigid in how they think about mm. what their area of study has to be um, and what it is that they want to do. Um, I mean, there are certain careers where, yeah, you have to have a certain, you know, qualifications and certifications and things like that. Um, but there are way more other opportunities out there where there's not really a specific thing that you have to do or have to study right. in order to be, you know, a professional in that particular area or industry. Right. Um, the world is definitely much more flexible than that. Yeah, I love that. I, I could totally testify to that. I totally relate, you mm -hmm. know, starting out in engineering mm -hmm. and then, going to art school for a bit and my mm. parents were like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, this is yeah. crazy, you know? And then, you know. You're making a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, you know, having, you know, parents who, you have to be a doctor, engineer, mm -hmm. or a lawyer, just like nothing else. Yeah, yes. Um, and then, you know, it's, and then going on and going into user experience, you mm -hmm. know, and it, that was kind of like a intersection of all of those those things which mm -hmm. is wonderful mm -hmm. and you know to your earlier point of like once you're in the workplace mm -hmm. you know really kind of being proactive about your career I think Definitely. that can also you know the element of proaction you know is mm -hmm. is before as well as you're learning you know once you find something that you love and mm -hmm. really moves you you should go ahead and just take the steps to mm -hmm. to go after it and definitely absolutely well, Alea, this has been so wonderful. I've learned so much from you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Yeah, thank you so much. Do you have a similar story? Text me at my community number at 312-847-3352 to share your story and join the Supi People community. Thank you for tuning in and join us in the next episode of The Color Within.